Hey everyone, welcome back to the Tough Love Terry podcast. I'm super excited for today's podcast because it is the audio version of a live I did with my associate Jill Karlowski and us talking about our kind of theme or intention for for November. The focus is on discovery and exploration and how this plays out in our own lives. Enjoy! Heyo! Hello, everybody. Oh, where did you go, Jill? There you are. Hello. Hello. Yeah, I'm you here disappeared for a minute. I don't know what that was about, but whatever. <laughs> I'm here. Uh, so, good evening, everybody in the Enlightened Mind Explorers room. How's everyone doing? How's your All Sunday? Stuff. Oh, yeah, it's Sunday. I always forget the date. <laughs> Jamie's like, what month is this? I was like, I fell asleep in the middle of the day. So now I'm just like, what even is happening today? (laughs) Well, last night after the full moon ritual, I didn't actually go to bed till like two. Really? Yeah, because I had a bath afterwards. And then I I was just like jazzed up from everything we had talked about, I guess. (laughs) And then I had to make the cover photo for the group. So so before I went to bed, I was like doing all these things. And then in order to get to sleep, I played a meditation. So that way, because I always fall asleep during those meditations. I was like, I will play a meditation (laughs) to like get me to go to bed. Strategy. <laughs> yeah. But it did make for some really fucking weird dreams. So really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yep, yeah. yep. Um, so good evening. Who do we have? Uh somebody say hi, Susie. Susie's here. Hello, my lady. Hello. How are you this evening? Thank you again for joining us last night, Miss Susie. That was so much fun. Yes, it was actually a lot of fun having like people there with us. I feel like we were so used to just doing it us too, but it was nice to actually bring other people in and kind of explain why we developed the tactics that we have to do things. So yeah, yeah, that was nice. Um, so for tonight's little live, we want to kind of just brief over, uh, as you notice, the cover photo has changed in the group here to showcase that we are onto a new theme for a new month. Mm-hmm. So last month, just to review last month was all about new beginnings and all that good stuff. Uh, this month is all about discovery and exploration and discovery and exploration is all about the now it's -hmm. about discovering what is happening not what you wish could happen and not what has happened but rather paying attention to what is going on now being like present in the present if that makes sense yeah and and being yeah and one of the cool things about being present is you can't really be judgmental towards it which is why both Mm -hmm. jill and i like like being present but also discovery and exploration is because there's no room for shame or um anything like that so what you might discover is the shame but there is no shame in discovery if that makes sense yeah because you just are where you are like yeah. it's a neutral moment like it's neutral in that sense it's only neutral or it's only like a problem or it's only negative if you're extrapolating like on a further scale and you're like, yeah no, not where i want to be or something like that yeah and and mm-hmm. obviously this is why everyone's like practice gratitude and like be present and mindfulness because it truly <laughs> does improve yeah. your mental well-being and it does make you more positive in your mindset because it is uh like a 
kind basically a growth mindset um, type of way of existing because there's no room for judgment. So you can't be negative and you can't be mm -hmm. sad about it because you're just observing and discovering what is happening. Yeah, it's so, factual in a way. Yeah. It's factual. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because because you're just like, it is what it is. Like, because mm -hmm. uh, you have no time to really have a feeling or opinion about it. Yeah. Um, so that's what this whole month is about. Woo -hoot. Uh, <laughs> so when Jill and I were talking about the theme we wanted to do for this month in the group here and this whole idea of discovery, um, when did we talk about that? Friday, was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Friday, we were talking. And I was like, I want to do this thing where I want to be like, I'm pretty good at self-awareness and I always have been. And the way I explain it is that I'm able to be like an anthropologist outside of myself, watching myself behave. And mm. if you think about anthropologists, when they go into like situations, they're not there to say, oh, you're doing it wrong or to say, oh, don't do that. They literally stand back and they document mm. exactly what they're seeing. And then yeah. they take those findings back and try to find like some sort of pattern or um, trend or things like that. Um, findings that are neither good nor bad. They just simply are, but it gives them insight into, um, into, you know, the behaviors and the actions and customs and things like that. So, mm -hmm. um, so this is something that I've always done for myself, but not to the scale that we did it this weekend. So after Jill and I were talking about it, we, we decided that on Saturday, um, because both of us didn't really have any like work, like we didn't have our jobs really to go to Your usual commitments for Saturday. Yeah. So we said on Friday night, we said, okay, when we wake up from the time we wake up, we have to start being an anthropologist to ourselves, which means we have to pay attention to all of our behaviors from the first thing we do waking up. And then as we go throughout the day, carrying a little notebook with us and writing down um, kind of our findings or what we discover about our days. And it was actually, uh, we talked about it last night after the full moon thing, and I have mine here. And it was incredibly eye-opening. Um, I went, yeah. <laughs> I, I did mine slightly different than Jill, but that's okay. There's mm -hmm. no, I think the important thing to, to recognize with an activity like that is it's, whatever you get out of it, you get out of it. Again, discovery, not judgment about how it is yeah. done. Um, and so when I did it, I went into it, I would write down the thing that I did. So as the anthropologist, I was like, this is what she's doing. Mm -hmm. And then I, as Terry would say, and this is what I was feeling at the time, or this is what I was thinking at the time I did that thing. Um, so that way I was basically marking down the trends as I was seeing them. Um, so it was like, I was jumping back and forth between being an anthropologist and being myself, as opposed mm -hmm. to waiting until the end of the day to look at what I had documented, because I know that my mind doesn't, uh, like, basically if I had done something in the morning, I've already forgotten it by lunchtime. If you know what I mean? So if I write it yeah. down, like whatever the action was, I'd be like, yeah, of course I did that, but I wouldn't know why. So I knew mm. for me, I had to acknowledge in that moment also the thought process, mm -hmm. but I had to remove, but I removed 
as the anthropologist, I removed the feeling about the feeling I was having, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So like when I felt a certain way, I wasn't like, dee do do until afterwards when uh, Jill and I were talking about it afterwards. So that was yeah. kind of like my insight. And we'll, we'll go through ours in a second here. But Jill, what was kind of your experience going through the day as an anthropologist? Uh, I think for me, like I, I wrote things down more literally. I'm kind of, I can be very literal sometimes. So like, I just wrote down like what I did and why, like if the why was necessary. So like, for example, I woke up before my alarms went off. Uh, so I woke up and then I was like, I realized I hadn't gone off. So I put here, turn alarms off to not be annoyed. <laughs> like, so that way I knew that that was my why, but it wasn't like a feelings based thing. I didn't really include many feelings. So, um, so if you think about that, even saying so as not to be annoyed, and actually yeah. now that I'm thinking about it, all of yours were about mitigating problems. Yeah. Like you're, you're mitigating feeling bad, you're mitigating like have like which Jill like we talk about Clifton strengths a lot, but Jill has restorative, which is problem solving all the time. So her, her <laughs> reflection on her day is like every action she takes is to mitigate. Um, a negative thing happening, I think, yes, would be a fair assumption to make. Yeah, yeah. preventative. Like with what I do, it's very intentional. And that way I can kind of like, yeah, avoid problems or just avoid bad outcomes or just whatever, basically feeling sad if I don't have to. So yeah, a lot of yeah. men are more like literal like that. But And yeah. my, so an example of mine is like, um, so I woke up and I looked at my phone to check the time and it said like 8.05 and mm -hmm. I wrote down guilty when I looked at my phone or at the clock because I had fallen, like I had slept in a bit later than normal and then mm -hmm. whatever. So the rest of the day goes through and then when Jill and I were talking and I was reading through it, I'm like, the amount of times in a day that I felt guilty about not being productive um, mm. was surprising to me. Like I had never, I never realized how often I struggle with the, the need to be productive. Um, mm. and, and literally the word guilt uh, is in here like six times. Inconvenience is in here. Like Jill wrote down mm. all my sad words, passive aggressive. Um, always apologizing but yeah. but so what what this activity allowed me to do because every time this is how i work i'm like i'm gonna come up with this activity that will be fun for everyone else <laughs> like this is my strategy working and so we but but in order to share it we have to go through it ourselves first and i'm like yeah it's for the people it's always for the people it's for you. <laughs> and then every time i do the actual activity i'm like god damn it <laughs> um but there's always like i was very i was i don't know what i was expecting but i did not realize how often i feel guilty about just existing yeah and I feel like that's maybe just because you're so like, that's just like how you are, like it's habit, right? Like you don't even think about it because you're just used to being like where you are, right? Well, and the thing was, Saturday was an interesting day for me in that it was a day off, technically, because mm -hmm. I didn't have a photo, I was supposed to have a photo shoot, but it got rescheduled. So I technically had the day off until our full moon ceremony. So that whole day was like, okay, but like, you still have to use these hours just because mm -hmm. you're not working instead of just shutting off my brain and doing whatever the fuck I wanted to. I. Yeah. I felt guilty and there was the one the, the funniest one was at the end uh here it is 
Uh, I ate carrots on the stairs while feeling guilty about not being productive while a robot vacuumed my floor. <laughs> and I just I was sitting there and my brain was like, you should be doing something. But it was almost like the the nothingness of the day was so overwhelming that I couldn't motivate myself to even do anything. Um, so it was interesting to pay such close attention to that that back and forth that my brain goes through and so like now that I've spent that day and you probably maybe even experienced this today like I know today when I woke up while I wasn't like writing it down I was much more conscious mm -hmm. about the things that I was doing and the thought processes attached to them because I experienced it yesterday yeah was that yeah. for you yeah and just like I didn't really realize how much yeah like you said like that's a good connection. I didn't make the connection about the problems, but how much I rely on structure to be okay. Like, I think for me, I've just built systems that work for my brain and I just implement them because if I don't, then I'm like, oh, I'm going to be sad or I'm going to be like, I just will be like lackluster compared to what I could be like, I'm not at my best. So I'm like, okay, I have systems that I've made that work. I can adjust them, but I ultimately just, everything is kind of a system, which is weird. Yeah. So it's very structured. And for me, it's like, normally I do have structure in that I'm just always working. That is my structure. So as soon as I had that taken away from me, I was like, what? What? Who am I? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was like an yeah. identity crisis of like, mm -hmm. are you even like, you are wasting time and like all this shit when mm -hmm. I could have just been relaxing or like just being, but, but the amount of mental energy I wasted, like feeling guilty was mm -hmm. um surprising so anyway so what i recommend this first week for everyone if you're not somebody that's normally self-aware like you you have a hard time listening to your thoughts or paying attention to your behavior this activity will be very good for you to do but you mm -hmm. have to be incredibly intentional about doing it and what i mean mm -hmm. by that is you literally have to say okay tomorrow i have my notebook and i have my pen and my whole job tomorrow in addition to the other job that you have or whatever is to literally pay attention to what i am doing and what i am thinking while i am doing it mm -hmm. for the most part what's your process yeah, because like once you reckon and doing it in a way that is non judgmental. So, again, imagine mm -hmm. yourself as an anthropologist. I'm not going to judge what's happening, I'm just going to pay attention to what's happening. Mm -hmm. um, and the more you do this, the better it is to be connected to your choices, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and I know you will have personal responsibility, which <laughs> nobody likes, which is why we try to avoid being self-aware. But when you're not self-aware, you open yourself up to letting everything control you instead of you taking control and very easily can fall into victim mindset. And um, it just like blame and just not a super positive way of existing and very um, not, not super great well-being. So... Yeah, if things are controlling you, it's like you can either choose to like take the control of at least realizing that those things are controlling you or just be in denial about it. Like either way though, they're going to be controlling you whether or not you choose to like deny it or confront it. You know what I mean? Like it's like, there yeah, 
And when you and when you acknowledge it, like me being like, oh, like I know I talked about this last night at our moon ceremony thing, but like Mm -hmm. I struggle with self-worth issues. So like Mm -hmm. when I see that I felt guilty a lot, I'm not surprised at that. But to see it makes me realize how prevalent it actually is. So like Mm you know i'm like i know it exists ha 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 uh but then when you see it like jotted down so many times in less than like seven hours mm-hmm. uh it's kind of eye-opening to say holy shit how much mental energy do i waste just like going back and forth on whether or not i'm worth being here like that's or so ridiculous time for myself or taking a break for 10 yeah. minutes, or 10 minutes like being, how like, much I, I, want. I could have just been actually productive had i not been going back and forth on the question <laughs> yeah and i think it's like one of those things too if it's something that's like hard emotionally to confront it's like how do you it's like you almost push it away consciously if you're just talking about it because that's like the protection right but it's like if it is affecting you that much then it's like you don't even know necessarily and the other thing too is uh it's very comfortable even though it's uncomfortable it's comfortable so it's important to say okay am i being comfortable with being uncomfortable right now and what do i want to discover about that so this month Mm. isn't like a hundred percent about all right now go forward and make some big ass changes we're going to give you some like tips and stuff obviously as we go throughout the weeks and whatnot about like what did you discover now here's some things you can do if you want to circumvent that mm-hmm. um like in our blog posts and things like that but ultimately this whole month everything that you do and think and like the way you act and behave should you should follow it up with i wonder why i did that mm. i wonder where that came from i wonder mm. who's th- who taught me this like all of those beautiful questions that allow us to kind of recognize that am i behaving the way i want to behave or am i behaving the way that i was taught to behave mm-hmm. and is that actually helping me become the person that i truly want to become yeah, like connecting it to like maybe who like your true identity, like at your core. Like, is that really reflecting who you are? Or yeah, like your core values. Yeah, and like you, who you are. Yeah, internally, like your soul. And I think too, like it's it's almost sometimes easy to kind of lose ourselves in like things or people or situations. So it's hard. It's also good to I think ask like when, like when did I start doing this or when did I start feeling this way and like identifying that like point of maybe. Uh, like affliction to a certain behavior or way of coping or something that you do and that way when you know what that is you can start to work through the trauma of it or start to like ask more questions about that and find where in the timeline you started doing things the way you do them yeah yeah so that's kind of what we wanted to preface and uh obviously the photo at the top of the group kind of has a question there for you so what is something you judge yourself for? So it's something you normally judge your behavior, you're the way you talk or the things that you say, your body, whatever it is. Can you shift it to look at it through a lens of curiosity? Curiosity opens up for further exploration and like um, basically d- like digging deeper, 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 deeper into the forever why questions that I love to throw on people. And why is that? And why is that? And what does that mean? And like, really like, but like when you can do that and remove 
like and be present about it it makes it so much easier to kind of do it in a way that has, is full of compassion i guess um yeah. which allows you to go further and literally acknowledge what is maybe getting in your way um yeah i think that's yeah. that and it's also i think yeah it's kind of seeing yourself as like a as if you see somebody else Right. Yeah. And like having that kind of level of like connection where you're like, okay, like I'm just a person trying to figure this out. There's a reason why. And then just having that kind of non judgmental approach to yourself. So I think it's so easy to just cut ourselves down or just not do the work, you know? But it's like, yeah. Because if yeah. your friend, if you were witnessing your friend going through certain behaviors and actions mm -hmm. and responding certain ways, especially if it was like somebody you're super close to, you would probably reach out and be like, hey, listen, do you need to talk about this? Like, what is going on? Like, I see you doing this and I'm not going to judge you for it, but like, you need to tell somebody what's happening. So it's kind of mm -hmm. like treating yourself as if you're the friend. So, um, and the more you do it, the easier it gets. I will say that the yeah. first, I remember the, like, as I was younger, I used to do it too. But the one time I remember for sure when I was taking care of my sister's kids, when they were like mm -hmm. three kids under the age of three mm -hmm. and I don't have kids. So that first night, almost did me in I had to take care of them for like four days by myself and literally I was like okay either this will take me out or I can go into this like an anthropologist and acknowledge what is happening and acknowledge my behaviors so that way it helps me relate more to the mothers that I see that come into my studio so it allowed me to put myself kind of in this perspective of like wow, I saw how easy it was for me to lose myself in just two days. How quickly, mm -hmm. like, is, if the schedule goes awry, how quickly you feel chaotic mm -hmm. and how, like, sleep is not, uh, like, sleep is a privilege. <laughs> like, it is not a right when you, there are children involved under the age of three. Um, like, there was a lot of things that I learned in that experience, but had I just, like, mm -hmm. let it control me, because I was like, what the, what have I gotten myself into? If I had let that control me, number one, I don't think I would have been a really great auntie for those kids during the rest of that week. Um, but also I just would have been like bitter about like, and I would, and I would like, I wouldn't be able to empathize with my sister. Instead, I would be like, I'm never taking care of your kids ever again. Instead, what I was able to do was to look at it from the outside perspective and say, holy shit, if that happened to me in four days, like I need to take care of these kids more often so that you can have sleep. So you can have a shower. So you and your husband can touch each other and not want to kill each other. <laughs> like, uh, like shift the perspective. Like instead of yeah. making a negative like victimization situation. And yeah, like, oh, exactly. Instead of bitching about it and be like, yeah. how could you leave me with your kids? And da 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 da. I was like, no, this mm -hmm. is an opportunity for me to learn something. And so that was like ultimately. Yeah. And then the other time happened was right after COVID, uh, like the last time we shut down and then Jill and I were shooting in the studio and I was just going like, I was just, I wasn't even focused. I was just like, click, 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 like, but it was like, I could step outside of myself and I was watching me just like, mm -hmm. I call it like spray and pray. I was just like shooting and not thinking. I was like, yeah, go whatever. We were just it was chaotic, but I remember stepping outside and saying like, what are you doing? Like, just like, let's see why, why, yeah, like, why, why are you doing this so excessively? And it was 
And that allowed me to realize like, hey, when you don't do something for a long time, you tend to binge afterwards. And that was the thing that actually made me really hone in on how pervasive binge and scarcity is for me. And that's when I came up with that idea about like how binge behavior is a result of a scarcity mindset and that kind mm -hmm. of like, but, it, but that was the situation that allowed me to connect those things together because I was able to step outside. I didn't say, oh, you shouldn't be doing that, Terry. You need to stop doing that. Oh, why are you taking these photos? Like, why yeah, are you doing that? Like, instead, it was like, oh, like, why, like, what, what happened for you to do that? Like, this, like, need to just, like, overshoot when you're not yeah. even paying attention to what you're doing, like, what happened? Um, mm -hmm. So it allowed me to look at the entire context. So mm -hmm. there's been a few different scenarios like that. Have you had any like that, where you've been able to witness yourself outside of yourself? Yeah, well, I had the one, like, the thing I'm thinking about recently where, so, okay, so Terry and I were at the cottage for the last new moon ceremony blog post, and basically the perfectionism for me is a lot, and I struggle with it, like, all the time, <laughs> like, really badly, like, I'm really intense about it, and so, because <clears throat> I was in things to be, like, perfect or really good or I want to do well, so I'm like, okay, so I was trying to make a crystal grid and um, basically I was just like, it wasn't, it didn't turn out as uh, the way I wanted it to turn out. It wasn't the level I wanted. It wasn't bad, but it just wasn't amazing. And Terry, I, I kind of like went on like a bit of an anxiety trip just briefly in the morning. <laughs> <Terry's surprised>. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Terry was like, oh, like, and basically the outcome of that was that like, okay, like go outside yourself. Don't let yourself spiral out of control. Like just when you see the spiral, like catch yourself. And I've been trying to focus more on that. Just applying it to the perfectionism thing has been hard because it's like so pervasive, like in everything, like in the business stuff, in personal stuff, like any relationship, like I very, I'm very intense. So I try to be like perfect all the time for people, but it's like, I don't need to do that. But I just feel like I want my self-worth, I feel like is very much reliant on that feedback. So it's like, I'm trying to work on that, but it's hard. And it's just, yeah, it's like, once you recognize it, though, it gives you that freedom to be like, okay, well, like, why do I, why am I doing this to myself right now? Like, why do I feel shitty? Like, why do I feel sad? Why do I feel like I'm not good enough or inadequate or whatever? Like, whatever those feelings really are. So what are some of the questions that you asked yourself to, like, kind of stop the spiral from happening for you? Um, I guess, like, yeah, just like kind of the why well okay in that particular time i didn't you ended up asking me some questions finally as i had gone down uh, to be fair i was like i'm not having this i'm like i can feel your energy and it's making me squishy I'm like, i can feel it i don't like it either but i'm gonna feel it i was like at least I i'll like, admit it i know no. it's just like bad vibes but i'm like i can't i was like do you like <laughs> to feel like this <laughs> i'm allowing myself to feel just like i'm like yeah so you can't let it go on forever <laughs> no, I know, I know. It was, yeah. I, I gave myself like a 45 minute time show yeah. and then I was done. But it no. was funny. Um, but like, or like other times, like for example, times. like posting a blog post or um or like posting a meme or things like that. Like what so what what have you noticed runs through your mind before you execute it? And then how do you circumvent the spiral? That I guess for me with the blog post that if it's not perfect, it's a, like, it's going to fail or I'm going to fail, but then I have to think about like, what do I want? 
So really, if I just put no expectations on anything I do, I can do anything literally, but it's just when I have an expectation. So I think for me, like shifting expectations around a lot of myself has been the most freeing thing I can do with the business stuff in terms of like blog posts or like sharing things. Like I think I have a lot built into my brain. And so that's why at first I struggle a lot. Cause I'm like, Oh, I have to confront these expectations that I like have on a very deep level. But as I like bring them forward onto a, like a more conscious level, I can be more aware and then I can kind of do things to like reprogram them or make them work. So like, for example, with the business, I realized like I'm, basically making myself try to be like this perfect whatever person like right from the get-go and it's like it's not gonna work I just need to like be myself like let it go and then after x amount of time I can look back and then have an assessment point from there you know what I mean so I gave myself a date or like a period like in the future in six months eight months I'll check in and see how I'm doing and then I'm not worried about that at all anymore in the same way I was for like the first month of doing this like I was stressed out about it but now I'm just like well it is what it is right like I can't yeah, and I yeah. think that's where if you can transition from like like stop the feeling brain because fear is the thing that gets us all the time. Like that is the thing. And yeah. when you're like in a fear state, which to be fair, this year most of us are there anyways just because of everything that's going on in the world. Like literally every like the world amygdalas are like firing. Like we've all been in a state of fight or flight or freeze or fawn mm-hmm. for the last like year. So yeah, it's literally. not surprising. But the thing is, so that makes it easier to be fearful about things that on a normal year you would not be fearful of. So everything's mm-hmm. heightened a bit more when you exist in that fear state though, like your prefrontal cortex literally shrinks and that's your logical reasoning self, which mm-hmm. is why it's really important to ask those questions. Cause those questions are coming from the prefrontal cortex to act, yeah. to like argue back against the fear to say, well, okay, but like, here's the thing. We need to collect the data first before we can actually be afraid. Like, and saying like, logically, that doesn't make sense. So you need to chill, like what's happening. And so much of the time with the expectations, like it's literally, it's that logical piece of it where it's like, I didn't even like with the crystal grids and I was getting choked about it. It was like, I literally realized, like you made me realize, like I didn't even have the right supplies that I wanted to have to do what I wanted to do in specific that specific one I wanted to make I didn't have the right things to do it but yet so obviously I'm set up to fail in that situation I don't even have the tools so how could I make it good enough I couldn't like and then yeah. I realized that and I was like okay well why am I being upset about this then? like it doesn't make any logical sense I'm just upset because my ego you know like I'm not I'm actually like bad at this or I suck or like you know and if I do it's like I can adjust expectations accordingly I guess <laughs> But that's, but this exactly is what discovery allowed for is like, if you had, if I had just let you go and just Mm -hmm. like have your pity party and then whatever, and just like, I'm not certain that you would have come as far as you have on the perfectionist scale to this point. Like, I, I think it would have taken you a bit longer to ask those questions but now, mm-hmm. but now you're like, okay, no, this happened then. Like now you have something to refer back to. So now you can ask yourself the questions. So that's where like, mm-hmm. that's where I think like coaching is good because then you have mm-hmm. somebody that says, here's the questions I'm going to ask you. So now you can ask yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And then now you can go and you know what you're like, well, I'll just ask the same questions to myself that Terry asked me. Yeah. And then maybe I'll get similar results that I did that time. 
Um, yeah. Or like, you know, or I'm like, oh, let me ask myself the stuff that my mom asked me when I'm like in a pickle. And then mm -hmm. it's like, okay, now I can just ask myself those same questions to self coach. But mm -hmm. I think like sometimes you do require that third party or second party, I guess, if you're mm -hmm. by yourself to come in and see it. Cause my mom always says like, when you're in the weeds, like when you're mm -hmm. in it, when you're spiraling, whatever, you can't see anything else. Like all you see is like that. So you mm -hmm. literally need somebody that's outside of it to say, Oh, Hey, it's not as bad as you think it is. Uh, yeah, here's like, some questions problem to here? get out of there. <laughs> yeah. Come yeah, here. Like, what is your real problem here? I don't think it's what you think it is. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, but it's hard yeah. when, when that emotional brain like runs over everything. That's the yeah. thing is like, um, there's, if you want to look up a cool thing, it's called the elephant and the rider. And it's essentially this where mm -hmm. most of the time your fear center is regulated by the rider, which is the prefrontal cortex. But in times of extreme stress or emotional outbursts, the elephant takes control. And so like, while yes, you can control like we see in circuses, which are bad, but like, we know that people can control elephants, but if they're scared, you can't control an elephant, yeah, no. right? And it's going to trample you can only control it to a certain point. Like, in yeah, conditions. and your emotions are the same way. So it's yeah. so with discovery, it allows you to see what is the context that makes me feel unsafe, that mm -hmm. makes me feel insecure, that makes me feel less confident. And what's the threat? What is the real threat to your? Yeah, yeah. And, and when you can acknowledge what those things are then you can start to put strategies in place to mitigate those things from happening. Mm. Or the next time you find yourself starting to, your elephant starting to take over, then you can start talking to it and soothing it in a different way using questions of curiosity. So that way it doesn't take over. It's like an interesting analogy. I, I like that. It's very, Have you never heard of it? I think you told me that. I think you told me about that when I was actually like, when I was choked. But I think I kind of, <laughs> it sounds familiar. But yeah. yeah, I definitely think. Or even like when I was like doing the business stuff in the beginning, it was like, why haven't I done this earlier? Right? And the perfectionism thing, same thing, like same problem. But then it's like, I just, yeah, it's like when I just do it, and I don't question it. And the way of like undermining it or that typical habit cycle that I was on before. Yeah. So the, so the interesting thing there is like when you, when you are in it and doing the thing, you don't, you cannot exactly. ask, yeah. you cannot ask, why didn't I do this sooner? Because you are just doing it. So there is yeah. no sooner. There's only now, but yeah. when you're, when you, you've done it. Yeah. Then you look back and you say, right. I don't know why I, I didn't do that sooner. So, but that's when the judginess can start to happen. So you have to watch for that because yeah. the, now you're beating yourself up for, oh, I wasted all that time. I could have been doing this. That's not helpful because you well, didn't, I, right? In a way though, it's not, yeah, but it's not, like that's true. But also like I didn't do it, I think because of the perfectionism, like it's kind of good to reflect because I'm like, okay, the reason why was because I was so focused on, fixing the perfectionism instead of just actually fixing like the root cause of it, which I guess is more so just like having to try to control everything. You know what I mean? Whereas so when you just accept that you can't control it at the root of it, then the actual problem just gets solved and you can understand it. So that's where I would change maybe the, the way the question is phrased. And this is what they talked about in my psychology class. They're like, why can come the word, the question why, even though I use it a lot can come with a lot of judgmental, 
like feeling to it. Like, why the didn't you do that? Yeah. But what if you said, what were the circumstances that prevented me from doing this the first time? Or what were the yeah. circumstances? Because now, now it's not about you as a person. Why leads it to you? And why didn't you do it? Shame and yeah. guilt. Blah, blah. But if you could say, what were the circumstances that prevented me from executing this sooner? Now yeah. it's like an external thing to say, oh, you know what? I probably let this part of myself get in the way a little bit. So just by mm -hmm. shifting that question, you could still reflect. But you, mm -hmm. you just want to watch that it's not from a place of judgment. Um, and yeah. then from a place of curiosity. That applies to this exercise too, of just like being the anthropologist, like asking, or this whole month, I guess, just and just in general, like asking yourself why, because it's like, oh, well, why didn't you do that? Versus, oh, well, why didn't I? Like it's compassionate inquiry versus like kind of just judgment and yeah, shaming, blaming, all that stuff. Basically. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing is like always looking at the context surrounding it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the easiest way maybe to go into it. Like, okay, yeah. what was the context that created that thought? Oh, I was hungry. I was thirsty. Mm -hmm. I was tired. Um, I'm, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Okay, wh yeah. why, why are you feeling overwhelmed lately? What's going on that makes you feel overwhelmed? Well, <laughs> There's a lot of shit going on in the world right now. Um, but then you can <laughs> go down. Feel overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, but then you can start to like go down that path of questions, which I think is mm -hmm. really, it's actually like, to be honest, I freaking love it. I love, I love when I discover new things about myself, even though it hurts sometimes, like me oh, yeah. realizing the guilt thing. I was like, God damn it. But then I was yeah. like, okay, but now, you know, it's like looking at my bank statements. <laughs> it's like, now, you know, now you can come yeah. up with a plan to kind of work through it. But if you don't know, it doesn't mean it goes away. Like yeah, it's still it's there. Still it's there. Right? Yeah. yeah. No. So you might as well know about it. So then that way you can decide that like, to me, that is empowerment. Like yeah. if you could realize what is going on, then Honestly, you, you are in so much control because if you, then you get to decide, you know what? I like the comfort that being like, when I asked you, do you like hating yourself? Right? Like that yeah. question. And you were like, what? <laughs> but, yeah. it, but it made you realize like, oh, do I? And it's like, maybe I do. And like, what? Well, and then looking at the there. Yeah, because like, that was, I think, in the spring. And I was like, well, no. But then I was like, okay, but maybe like later on, I like brought it up again, like two days later. And I was like, yeah, actually, like I was thinking about it. Like, I think I do like hating myself because it's like, when that has become more comfortable for me than like feeling content or safe or whatever, like all the different things I was feeling at the time. Because if, yeah, you never, cause if you've never that, felt um, them, then how, like, yeah. a, it feels unsafe. Like, mm -hmm. if you've never felt safe, yeah. safety can feel unsafe. Does that make well, sense? Yeah. Because it's yeah, like, yeah. I don't know this land. <laughs> yeah, like, not having a problem, even though there is no problem. Like, the idea of you being content is actually scary because so you're not that, used to being content. So then we go back to the, the elephant and the rider. So if you're yeah. scared, who's going to who's gonna run, the rider or the elephant? The elephant's oh, going to run. Yeah, and yeah. then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, I have to sabotage myself to make sure I stay here. Or I have yeah. to, like, fall back into this, like, mind loop of, like, negative thinking or whatever it is so you can see yeah. how very quickly it can get away from you so yeah so and with that in particular like the self-compassion thing comes up because now I can go back and be like okay like I self-sabotage myself for like so many years but like as much as it's a negative 
in terms of what actually I, I did or what, what I was doing and the ways I was trying to cope with that, it was like, I ultimately now can reflect on it and understand the point of why I did it to survive, like why I felt I had to. And then I can be okay to like, let that go and not have that burden and carrying that like, oh, I, I was so whatever, like beating myself up about it and being negative, like just did what I like could do. And I understand it enough to like, let it go. And I think that's another very key piece to for people to remind themselves mm -hmm. when they're going through the discovery process mm -hmm. is you are not ever to feel bad about not doing things or not doing things you don't know. Like you mm -hmm. don't know what you don't know. And then once you know it, then you can decide. But once you know it, then yeah, it's personal really responsibility. So yeah. then there's not less excuse, but mm -hmm. at least then you can say, okay, no, I acknowledge that I am now actively choosing this. Mm -hmm. um, like we did with that. It's like, okay. And so now like same with me when it comes to money or like movement, mm -hmm. moving my body or things like that. It's like, I have justified that this could, this is good for me to do. So if I mm -hmm. don't do it, then I am the only one to blame. There's nobody like I yeah, am. You, know, you, something, you can't be like it's like a different kind of yeah. Yeah, so you it's important really too because I I know people are always like like race issues are a big thing or like even fat phobia thinking or things like that. It's like oh my god, I feel so bad about how like that I used to say these things or do these things or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but if you hadn't done that it would not have led you to the place to learn differently and like you literally can you can literally apologize you can apologize if you hurt somebody or whatever but like mm -hmm. but essentially to move forward you have to say you know what i didn't know but now i know and now i'll do better i'll try to it's do better. acceptance of what was it's already over and then just yeah. letting it go yeah and just saying i i'm and like and i think that's a big part of it is not dwelling on that it was done but rather saying wow, look how much progress I've made that that's who I used to be. And now look at where I am. Like that's a huge yeah. growth. And I think that's re really important because then it reminds you that you can all your, your brain is plastic. It can always change, yeah. which is cool. Um, you so, to take it, oh, sorry. I was just saying, oh, no. You could choose to take something and then basically like let it haunt you or kind of like let it like drive you to be better, like let it drive you in the direction that you actually want to be in. Like you can choose that once you have that knowledge too. Like it's a choice then to use it as like whatever to self make yourself feel like shit when you're having a bad day, or you can use it as a way to like push yourself forward to be better. You yeah. Know what I mean? So before we leave for the night, I hope that clarifies kind of what our theme for the month is. Yes. So questions, mm -hmm. question everything you do all the time about everything. Um, hi, Heather. She just popped in last minute here. We are just about to sign off. But Jill, do you want to tell us about our crystal of the month? Oh, yes, I do. Okay, it's Smoky Quartz. I have some right behind me. I'm just going to grab it. So Smoky Quartz. It's one of the like stones for November. So I'll just, I don't know why it's always hard for me to hold this up. But yeah, this is what I picked for November for the stone. It's very protective, grounding. Um, it's one of the, here, I don't know if I can put it there yet. They can be darker or they can be like a lighter shade. Sorry, I'm really bad at putting it in front of the camera. But it's okay. Cause like the camera, we can like, so it's you, it's more of like a darker ambery so kind of yeah, color. Like darker kind of like, yeah, gray, brown color usually. Yeah. Yeah. Literally um, what it sounds like, smoky quartz. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's good for like grounding, um, root chakra work, which is like stability, kind of like feeling like you have 
security and like a place in the world. Um, meditating, like I used to always have a piece that I would use for my root chakra. So sort of I was gonna be like wherever, then I had some grounding and some like security. So it's good for that. Also, so talk, talk about that for a second. So how do you use crystals for grounding and grounding when you're out and about? Oh, when I'm out and about or when I'm meditating? Well, out and about, we'll see. Well, okay. So out and about, for me, it's all like intentions. So like in the beginning of the day, I wrote some of the thing, but it's like, I make my intentions just like, it's just something I do. So I will, like I correlate as a primer, basically the crystal with a certain like word or something I want in terms of like an attribute. So like, let's say security or safety is one of them. So then every time I see it, it's that primer. So I'm again, like exposed to it. And like remembering it subconsciously, I'm bringing it more conscious. And then I'm just all day, it's kind of just there. Whenever I see it, feel it, it's like a reminder of that word subconsciously. And it helps me to like, I feel shift myself to be more in alignment with that. So when I'm out, like if I'm going to leave my house, for example, like I always want to make sure I have shungite is the one I like to always bring. Cause it's like very much like detoxifying, um, like purifying, like very good at removing negative energies. Like that's to me, like when I bring it with me, I'm like, Hey, I'll be safe in the world with this stone. <laughs> but smoky quartz does that kind of too. So that's why I thought it was a good one just to use. Um, it's like especially easier to get usually. Especially if you're going down the path of asking questions and that's kind why, of yeah. like <laughs> digging into like just context for who you are and why you do the things that you do. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, you need to feel safe to feel that like you can like discover new things, right? If you're not safe, you're like just in the fight or flight or freeze yeah so that kind of will help you feel grounded and make sure that it, it worst case scenario if you have um anything really but like if you want smoky quartz or whatever if you have it with you mm. and you like if it's in your pocket that might be your signal to okay i need to relax my shoulders i need to breathe the four yeah. seven eight count to yeah. let let stress go because right now so many of us are just holding it in without yeah. even knowing that we are because of the tensions of the world right now so yeah, having like something like that that kicks you out of your default um is a really good thing so again it's the intention that you want to place on it or in it um to to kick yourself out of your default behaviors and thoughts to get you focused yeah. refocus on where you want to go what you want to do and how you want to feel um, right at the beginning of your day is a good time to like put that into your brain like right when you wake up work like right away that way like it's all day it's just like there and you don't forget about it and you don't forget to do it so that's a recommendation Awesome. Yeah. Perfect. So uh, what you can look forward to over the next uh, few weeks and all that good stuff are, of course, more blog posts. I did finish yeah. uh, health blocks. So that one's going to be coming up oh. tomorrow. Um, I think it's pretty good. If I do say so myself. Um, I think that's something that a lot of people kind of struggle with. And you'll when you read the post, you'll understand why. And mm -hmm. so we have that. Jill has a few rants going up on the blog. So just an FYI, okay. if you are reading the blog, the rants that show up are Jill's just like when she journals. Like that's it's literally like just thoughts. like her thoughts and like they're unscripted, just like bleh. And so, yeah. yeah. So I think it's really cool to kind of have that up there. So in, in amongst the like other more structured stuff. Um, so you can see kind of how our mind processes information as well, just like as a free flowing stream of consciousness kind of 
think. Um, yeah, like normally I would like just write that out and then I would like talk to like Terry and be like, oh, this is something I wrote. Like, what do you think? Like, what do you, does this make you think about things? Or like, what is the, yeah, I don't know. Just like me thinking about things that I've noticed or realized or something like that. Yeah, and they're <laughs> kind of funny because they're always like IDK and LOL. And <laughs> it's like literally how I think. It's like literally, it's yeah. It's basically <laughs> very millennial or Gen Z or whatever you but want. I'm, it's also like wisdom in there. So it's like yeah. weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you can look forward to that. Uh, yeah. And then so our intention, I guess, for every week is going to be to start off with some prompting questions around mm -hmm. uh, particular areas of life. And then mm -hmm. towards the end of the week is when we will follow up with strategies. So the first bit is to get you thinking so you're thinking throughout the week and then once you come to some aha moments or you realize things then mm -hmm. we can come in with strategies to help you shift away from those thoughts or harness the ones that are helpful for you um mm -hmm. or behaviors or thoughts whatever whatever the thing is that you find mm -hmm. um so that's kind of like our system we're looking forward to for this month and yeah, yeah. It's yeah, so we've got it all mapped out. Yeah, it's going to be, I think, a really good month. Like, I've been looking at this. And, yeah, and I know we are, like, three days away from the U.S. election. So mm -hmm. everyone just be kind and be very safe, please, those of you mm -hmm. that are in the U.S. Um, mm -hmm. Stay off the internet if you can help yes. it. Stay off Facebook. It's incredibly toxic right now. Even just the news yeah. stories are not super helpful. Um, like, I'm not even from the U.S. And I was, like, caught up in that bullshit today. I was like, enough! Uh, it's not helpful for anyone. So um, check the news, like, once a day. And then other than that, don't look at it. It There's doesn't like a matter. lot of pressure right now. I feel like on just people and like the, yeah. Yeah. So just yeah. stay safe and take care of yourself. Don't forget to breathe. Remember the four in, hold for seven, out for eight to let your body relax. It's the best, the best relaxation and it's free because mm. it's your mm -hmm. breath. Yes. So <laughs> it's like your you best to breathe, so. tool that you have. So you might as well make it work for you. Mm. Yeah. Strategy. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Well, we will see you all throughout the week and I hope you all have fun asking questions. And discovering. Lots of discovering. discovering. Sharing discovery. <laughs> and yeah, share with us. Like if you come up, if you put anything into practice that we talk mm -hmm. about here and you want to share your stories, um, we'd love to see more engagement in the group. Of course, this is me asking you to engage. Uh, but like share <laughs> me. <laughs> share memes that you think are beneficial or will help uplift the group. Um, I'm all about sharing positivity right now, just because I think we need it more than anything else. Yeah. So anything that aligns with kind of the purpose of this group, we would love for you to share that as well. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Goodbye.